Good morning, and welcome to our MomQ summer podcast series called Practicing the Presence of God in the Chaos of Summer. Over the next couple of months, we're going to be talking to busy moms of all ages who will share how they maintain continual fellowship with God and rest in His peace each day during the routine absent summertime. Thank you for joining us. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the MomQ podcast. My name is Elise Darian, and I am guest hosting for Candice while she is enjoying some much-deserved vacation. But I am really excited about our episode today. We have two special guests with us, Amanda Tips and Stacy Reich-Minus. Amanda and Stacy are both on the counseling staff at Hill Country Bible Church here in Austin, Texas. Amanda works a lot with adolescents, and Stacy is actually the director of the counseling department. They both actually have been guest speakers for our MomQ audience, so many of you will recognize their voices, and know, and all of you know that they are fantastic. They are truly consummate professionals who really know their stuff and are also beautiful, godly women. We are so fortunate to have them today. Welcome, Stacy and Amanda. Thank you. Thanks for having us. I just want to say, just going back to the fact that you both joined our MomQ live audience a few months ago, there was so much wonderful feedback from that session, and we just so appreciated your wisdom and guidance on how to navigate challenging conversations with our kids. So on behalf of of much of this audience, I just want to say thank you for that. And we really look look forward to hearing from more from more of you today. But for those of you who haven't met Stacey and Amanda, we want to um, give a little more intro. So wanted to get started to get to know you a little bit better. Um, so if each of you can just start with introducing a little bit more about what you do, how long you've been married, your kids, and why you decided to go into counseling. So Stacy, we'll go ahead and start with you. Sure. Well, let's see. You said how long? I've already messed up. <laughs> how long? No messing up married? here. <laughs> <laughs> And I've been married, actually, this Saturday. My husband and I just celebrated our 34th year wedding anniversary. Congratulations. uh, We had, thank you. We had so much fun. We went to a Thomas Rhett concert. And we were just like, it was like we were young people again. We had a great time. We were just loving every minute of it, except that we did have to leave before the encore finished because I didn't want to get stuck in the parking garage. So (laughs) I am legit old. (laughs) I feel that. (laughs) And uh, I have two kiddos. My daughter, Kelsey, is 28. And my son, Brayden, is 25. So, yeah. Um, and what made you decide to go into counseling? If you can go. Oh, more. yes. So I really wanted to go into counseling in, in my 20s. 
like Amanda did. I wasn't courageous enough like Amanda, but honestly, I, in my twenties, it was a really challenging season. And I thought to myself, well, I am a hot mess express. How could I ever help anybody else? And I really felt like you had to have it all together to be a counselor and fast forward into my forties and God just came back around to that again. And he was like, I've called you to this and you're not going to have your life together. And remember that he just really comforted me a lot with the verses he gave to Paul when Paul was asking for thorns in his flesh to be removed and his side to be removed. And God just told him, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in your weakness. And so that was a comfort to me as I began this journey and still is. But yeah, that's kind of how I got into the counseling world. Love that so much. How about you, Amanda? So I I guess a little bit about my story. I was born and raised in Austin and Cedar Park area. I met my husband and we got married. We've been married for like six years now, six, six and some change. But we have one little boy named James. He is two and a half. We just did potty training. So check. I feel like that's a big parent, like, you know, step. Like, I did that. That's a big deal. Yes. <laughs> so that, yeah, that's a little bit about me. I, like you mentioned, I work primarily with kids and teens. They, I joke that they're some of my favorite people in the world because their brains are a very messy place. And I think I went into counseling just because I am not scared of the mess. I, I kind of love it. I feel like I personally made, had to make a lot of big decisions like in my teens and early twenties that just felt weighty and scary. And I just love walking alongside families that as they go through those big decisions that really put their kids kind of on their life trajectories. I also just feel like, man, the more I get into the mess, I see families that are just really pulled apart at the seams when parents don't understand kids or kids don't understand parents. And so entering into that mess and really just helping bridge that understanding is like my favorite thing in the world. Uh, so that's a little bit of what I do and what I, what I love about it. I love that. I love this story so much. So before we dive in here, I think you both have heard that our theme for this summer at MomQ is practicing the presence of God in the chaos of summer. And I think I, what I love about both of you, and I think what com- came across in the session you did with our MomQ audience, is you're both coming from very different stages of parenting. Um, so summer for Stacy probably looks a little bit different than summer for Amanda. Um, but before we dive in, I would love to just hear a little bit about what your summer looked like and maybe a highlight that you can share with us. Ooh. So my summer, well, potty training, that was a big highlight. 
That's a big this one. Was, I'll be honest. I'm in it too. Yes. So I'm, I get you it. Get it. <laughs> this was my first real summer of experiencing a mom summer, quote unquote, where you are like home with the kids. It's a change from the school year and you're kind of like feeling like you got hit by a bus a little bit. So this was my first taste of that and it is coming to an end and we are actually leaving for vacation next week. And so I feel like it's kind of this like beautiful celebration of like, woohoo, we had this hard, but amazingly fun summer and we get to go on vacation for a week before we kind of settle into the school year. And so that like my highlight, I would say hasn't quite happened yet. But the whole thing has been messy and fun and hard and good and all the things. Hmm. Do you want you to jump in here? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think so far the highlight of my summer, it's a sad and joyful thing. My father died actually a year ago, this coming Sunday. And the Father's Day, last Father's Day a year ago, he was right before we got obviously fatal diagnosis for him. Mm-hmm. And and so last Father's Day a year ago, we were at his lake house. We knew he was ill. But we just had the sweetest time together. We played games. We drank our coffee on the back deck, looking at the birds early in the morning. And so this past Father's Day, we went back to my dad's lake house. And Mm. it was very bittersweet, but it was a sweet time with my family, being where we all had the sweetest best memories of my dad. So that really honestly was a grief and yet a joy and a highlight of my summer. Mm. That's beautiful. And I think that will touch on some of what we will dive into today about just grief and how we process it and how maybe, you know, the stages of that. And I love that you were able to maybe remember your dad in a, in a beautiful way with your family by being there together. So that's awesome. Yes. I love that. Okay. So I want to go ahead and dive into our verse for the week for mom Q and it comes from Isaiah chapter 30, verse 15. And it says, This is what the Sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel says, in your repentance and rest is your salvation, in quietness and trust is your strength, but you would have none of it. That's a pretty strong statement. (laughs) Yeah. As, As both of you have reflected on this verse, can you share a little bit about what God has spoken to you through it. Amanda, do you want to go first or would you like me to? Sure. I am happy to share first. So I think the things that stood out to me as I focused on this verse and meditated on it was that idea of like in repentance and rest 
and in quietness and trust, just being these um, pictures of turning back to God. Like I'm not resting in myself. <laughs> like repentance isn't found in myself. Quietness and trust. I'm not trusting in myself. I'm turning back to God and his strength. And just ha- that idea of having to acknowledge that we can do nothing for our own strength and our own power. Again, it was a long, brutal, mm-hmm. still hot summer mm-hmm. and reminding myself every day that like, <laughs> I'm not doing this in my own strength was such a good reminder for me. I, I, it, I think it's that, like that idea of the more I realize how incapable I am, the more I rely on the Lord. I had a seminary professor my very first semester tell me that the more you feel the weight of your own sin and lack of power, lack of control, like over your own situation, the more beautiful grace becomes. And so in this situation, Mm. it's like, wow, the more I quit relying on my own strength, quit trusting in my own self, the more beautiful, the more just like thirst quenching the strength of the Lord feels. And I I think just looking at the book of Isaiah as a whole, I took some time to do that as well. And I think this verse really points to just an idea that's throughout the whole book that the like fullness of God's judgment is really contrasted with the beauty of salvation and rest in him. So I loved this verse, loved it, kind of highlighted the whole summer. Um, But I also felt like it was such a good verse just Mm. through the book of Isaiah as a whole. I love that. And I love how you say the contrast of like God's judgment, but also like his invitation to rest. And like, that's what he's calling us to. It's not like this invitation to work hard. It's invitation to rest in him. So that's, I love that. How about you, Stacy? Yeah, you may have to shut me up. <laughs> so <laughs> I love this verse. <laughs> no, you might. Um, <laughs> but I, when Amanda and I were talking about this, when Candace gave us this verse, I got so excited because. Um, I memorized this verse years ago. Um, And so immediately it just resonated with me. And um, when I think about the verse and I look at it and like Amanda, it's like the whole book of Isaiah is so amazing. But when you look at this verse, it's easy to pass over the beginning part of it. And to just kind of, oh, this is what God says, right? But Isaiah actually uses that verse. This is what, and it depends on the version you have, right? But the sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel, mm-hmm. this is what he's saying to us. And he uses that, that phrase 26 times in the book. So that means like, he really wants us to learn something about God there. And it's not a throwaway line. <laughs> yeah. Say that again. It's not a throwaway line. Exactly. But yeah. it often is for me. Mm-hmm. And so 
and I think if you think back to Isaiah, he had had this vision of God and that vision revealed to him. He, he really got it. He got who he was in relationship to God. And so just remembering that who we are in relation to God and just, and, and in its context, the Judah, who God is speaking to is Israel and the southern part of Judah. And they were divided and they were about to be invaded by the Assyrians. And so the Judah is scared to death, right? And God through Isaiah is saying to them, hey, wait a minute, everybody calm down. If you return to me and rest in me, I'll take care of the Assyrians. Mm -hmm. And he wanted them to go home and to rest and let him take care of it. And that's why he says, but you would have none of it because they wouldn't have any of what he was inviting them into. And so he, you know, they made a treaty with Egypt, the very people that had enslaved them, that God delivered them from to rest. They literally made a treaty with them. And, you know, I think in my own personal life, it's easy for me to like really judge them. But when I think about it, I can really relate to them, right? Because in my stress and in my fear and in my anxiety, I try to fix things and get it all worked out. And that's exactly what they did. So it's easy for me to run around kind of like them when God is inviting me to return and rest. So that's, that's some of the things that came up for me as we reflected on this verse over the past several weeks. That's so good. And I really appreciate you giving the greater context to that verse because it's so important as always, but also so powerful thinking about it was a rebuke for a people who were working hard and being busy, but not resting. And as we have been talking about summer, it's so interesting because often it's time. It's a time where people think about rest and think about joy mm-hmm. and think about bliss and all the things. But I think as moms, we're even more burdened by all of the family, all of the family things. And, but also a little bit, I feel like there's a little bit of pressure that it should be this blissful time and this restful time. And so we work, we we work so hard to make it this amazing time for our family, but don't often rest in the presence of our savior. Mm -hmm who was the one that actually brings us rest. Um, so, so I love that. And I, I think it's a great transition into the rest of our conversation. And again, talking about how summer can be a really joyful and, and, and wonderful time, but it isn't always all that way. And Amanda, I know that 
you recently went through a little bit of a difficult situation and wanted to see if you wouldn't mind sharing with our audience some of what you went through again in the season of what should be this joyful time and and how God has has led you through that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm happy to share. It has been a roller coaster of ups and downs. So I had a miscarriage back in March and the end of March and it actually just for some context it happened on the day like we found out the day of my 12 week appointment and that morning started noticing some symptoms and so it was really quite a shock to me after 12 weeks of diligently caring for my body um, that all of a sudden like we we were lo- like we lost our baby and I think this, like I said, this summer has been like, I had all of these markers in my mind of like, okay, mother's day is going to look this way and I'll be this pregnant. And when we go on vacation, I'll be this pregnant and it'll look this way. Like I had in my mind planned what it would look like being pregnant. And then that all got changed and kind of taken. So I really, I think this summer for me was about shifting my expectations and and coming back to the Lord saying like, okay, what, what, what are we doing here? And what I found was what I was reminded of, which I need to be reminded of very often is that I am not in control of my marriage, of my kids, of even my own body, which is very, a very hard concept for Mm -hmm. me some days especially as someone who is like an A plus control freak. I hate it when I am faced with the reality of not being in control, but it is good for me. And I need to be reminded of that. I can never rest. I can never rely on my own strength. There's nothing good enough in me to bring me back into my own relation, like to, to bring me into relationship with the Lord. That was, you know, that's what sin did. And so I had like, the Lord had to come rescue me in that. And that is just a recurring theme. I feel like over and over again is that I am not in control and it is only by his grace that I am able to Mm. do anything good or beautiful or worthwhile so this summer looked like a lot of letting go of my own strength and control. And it it's so beautiful because I love hanging on to control. <laughs> but typically when I'm doing that, it looks like, yeah, yes, yes, thank you. When I'm trying to be in control, I end up anxious, tired, depleted, like striving for something. It's exhausting. But when I learn to rely on his strength. When I rest in him, when I allow him, when I trust in him, it looks like rest. It looks like quietness. It looks like trust. It looks like all of the things that are mentioned in this verse. And so I, I feel like on most days I am, (laughs) I am like the Israelites here, man. I am, I am the people that the Lord is talking to, like, but you would have none of it. Like that is me on most days at my (laughs) I am not readily wanting to submit control or rest in the Lord. And so reminders like a miscarriage, they are absolutely brutal, but ultimately like lead me closer Mm -hmm. to where I need to be. They're very sanctifying, I guess you could say. 
Yeah. Hmm. I think it's so easy to talk about <laughs> these things, rest, resting and trusting in the sovereignty of God. But when there is something like the devastating loss of a miscarriage, which I'm so, so sorry you had to experience. And I've, I've personally experienced, and I know Mm -hmm. many um, women in our audience have experienced. It's so easy to talk about it, but in those moments to, to live it Mm -hmm. and to trust Mm -hmm. God in those, like you said, those moments of thinking about, but, but God, I should have been a mom, you know, I should have been expecting my baby in this month Mm -hmm. and in this milestone and thinking ahead. And, and, and you're right. I think it is so refining and, and real that God puts those things into our life to remind us that our, our job is to follow him on, on a day by day basis and whatever that looks like. And it's so hard, but I just so appreciate you sharing that testimony because again, I think, you know, we can talk about just resting and trusting and the quietness of God, but in those, in those such difficult moments, it's just really hard. And sometimes it's a, it's a moment by moment trust. So just sharing that is a huge encouragement. I know to so many. Good. And would you share anything else from your experience to those who might be listening, who might be experiencing that same loss and struggle? Because as you know, I think it is a unique struggle Mm -hmm. that many women don't necessarily talk about, but, but really is a huge it makes a huge impact. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think what I would tell women, and this is my, like more of my counseling style and my personality. So I don't mean for it to come off um, as like lighter than it is, but I joke around with a lot of my clients that my, you know, my superpower is that I can find a silver lining in anything, any situation. And I think the reality of that is that I just love to see the way that God uses suffering for his glory and for our relationship with him. I've, I've been able to track it in some really big ways over my life and it has just solidified my faith further and further. So I love to find quote unquote little silver linings and just the horrible, messy, awful things. So I, for moms out there who are going through it or scared to go through that, I would affirm that, yes, it is okay to be afraid of the pain, of the loss, of the hurt, and the brokenness of a miscarriage. It is okay to be afraid of that. In resting and trusting, we're not saying that you have to be happy-go-lucky all the time and like life doesn't come with pain at that point. That's just not true. But in that pain... 
you have to trust that God has a silver lining, that he has something beautiful in store. Now, I don't know what that is. Every situation is different and it may not be what you were originally setting out to do. It may not be a baby at the end. I, I know plenty of women that that's their story and they tried and tried and have suffered for years. And that's just not the silver lining. But if you trust that he is your rest and he is your strength, he's going to be right there with you in the midst of it. And I think that in and of itself is a beautiful silver lining that we get to be in the presence of the Lord in our suffering. So maybe we don't see this, you know, oh, well, things worked out this way so that blank could happen, but we get to commune with a loving and caring God in our worst times. Just like I go back to James a lot and what, not my James, but James, the book where he says, consider it pure joy when you face suffering, when you face trials. And I just, I have to like take hope and, and positivity from the fact that he is in the midst of those and that God is using our suffering to work something out for our good. And so for moms, I would say you can be afraid of the pain. That's real. Nobody wants to experience that, but also hope and trust and rest in the fact that there is going to be something beautiful that comes of it, whether big or small, something beautiful will come out of it. It's so good. You know, Amanda, as you're talking, it, there's a, I'm reminded because I've had the privilege to be on this journey with you and not a privilege to be there when I've watched you weep over the loss of your baby. But the privilege of just journeying with you. And as you're talking and just watching you commit yourself to the Lord and trust in his word. Not that it's been easy because I know that it hasn't, but I, what I hear you describing reminds me of a word picture. I like to use it may sound so corny, but I think it's helpful for me and the, and I'll butcher the name, <laughs> but there's this Japanese art. Uh, so it's an art that, began with pottery that would break. And so they began putting it together with gold. I mean, you can buy it, except I can't afford it. <laughs> but the whole point of it is that beauty's in the brokenness, mm -hmm. right? And the, the beauty that comes from all of these shattered pieces. Yeah. And then when they put it back together, it's not only this gorgeous art, but it's also stronger. And just hearing you talk about how you cling to God's word and how you believe it, that's what I see in you is this beauty that's come forth and the strength, not that you don't miss your baby because I know that you deeply do but just this strength as you've submitted yourself and allowed God to be compassionate with you in these spaces thank you thank you yeah I'll I'll be honest most days it looks like a wrestling match with him it doesn't look beautiful most days but I think you're right on track like at the end it creates this beautiful thing 
And it just has to come out of being broken and working in that. Absolutely. That's so good, both of you. And thank you for jumping in, Stacey, as someone who's been walking alongside her and witnessing this journey. It reminds me to just a verse that came to mind is in 2 Corinthians 6, Paul talks about the markers of the Christians that that should mark us in, in comparison to the world. And a phrase that always stands out to me is as sorrowful, but always rejoicing. Mm-hmm. So it's that dichotomy of yes. that we are grieving in the loss and we are grieving lost babies and lost pre- the, the grieving, the dreams that we had with that pregnancy. But we're rejoicing because we have hope mm-hmm. that's beyond mm-hmm. this world. And I just love that because as Christians, it's not that we have to put on this fake smile, right? That we have mm-hmm. to pretend that it's okay and it's it's not hard. It's that sorrow that he talks about. Mm-hmm. But yet there's so much beauty, like you were talking about Stacy in the brokenness and beauty in the hope that we have that's beyond any of our circumstances. And Amanda, thank you again so much for sharing that. I know it's not easy, but I know it's going to really speak to a lot of women. Good. That's the goal. Stacey, just kind of following up on that, As we're, we're talking about practicing the presence of God in suffering or in difficult situations like miscarriage or maybe other life scenarios, I know you deal with that a lot in your practice. Can you share any of the insights you might give to your clients or any pieces of wisdom that God has given you in this journey about practicing the presence of God in whatever scenario we might be facing? Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. I think one thing that I think of as we go through this verse and have this conversation is I often in the room with my clients and Amanda knows this because we talk about it as a team as well, but allowing space for a pause and ponder. And as we were going through this verse, I was like, Oh, God's inviting us into this space of, as Amanda said earlier, returning and resting. And we can do all those things if we want, we probably will ponder in our rest. I don't know. But just this idea of allowing space between what you're going through and then your reaction and just a pause, a ponder, a returning invites us and gives us room to look at who we want to be, who God's calling us to be. But 
when I'm working with clients, bringing Christ in, into that space really does require. Thank you so much, Stacey. Um, would you be willing to give us an example from one of your sessions um, of how that might look in terms of inviting God into whatever scenario we're facing? Absolutely. Um, it really does look different um, depending from session to session and based on what the client is needing. Every session as a counselor, as a Christian counselor, I'm inviting Christ into that room uh, before, during, and then uh, praying about it afterward. But um, it is a great opportunity to maybe uh, help walk a client through a meditation practice or guided imagery where we invite God into whatever the client is going through or into the room right there where we are. Um, one way I love to do this, uh, or another way, is um, just helping clients connect with the gift of our breath, right? God breathed life into us, and our breath is always with us. And so it's, it's a tool that we always have available to us to help us. And there's so much research behind how helpful breath work is. Um, but what I may do is um, I may um, say a client is struggling with, well, we talked about moms being home all summer, right? With their <laughs> kiddos. And um, maybe there's yeah, help me some with stressful that. times. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> so maybe there's been times where um, uh, you're struggling with impatience, right? With your husband, your kids, a coworker. Um, maybe the lack of patience is somehow connected to fear. Maybe it's just a sin issue. Um, but I may just invite the client to just pause and uh, put maybe their hand over their heart kind of on their belly and just to be aware of the rise and fall of their chest, connecting with the breath that God gave them. And then I would just allow them just a minute to do that. And then very slowly breathe in the fruit of the spirit, patience, breathe out fear. And we would go through that for a little bit. And then it would be something I would give as homework. Um, because just like we're talking about returning and resting, this is a great way to return to rest with the Lord when we are in the middle of our day. Um, and it's something when we, the breath is always with us. And we can actually do that when our kids are around. We can even invite our kids into that. That's what I love about it, right? It's not just for me. Um, I can invite my kids into it. And it, it helps to kick in that parasympathetic nervous system that helps to calm us and better enable us to live out of who uh, we believe God is calling us to be. Um, another thing I might do is, it. let's just say, Amanda, like, will you be my client? Pretend. Come on. I know I will. <laughs> um, 
So Amanda might be struggling with her worth or value. Uh, Maybe she's struggling with her worth as a mom or as a working woman. Um, So I would just invite Amanda maybe to close her eyes, um, get really grounded by putting both her feet on the floor. Um, I would invite her to just quiet her mind. And again, bring attention to the beautiful breath that God has breathed into her. And then I may read a verse uh, like Zephaniah, uh, something, uh, the Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who saves. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exalt over you with singing. And so I would just invite Amanda to pause and ponder the fact that the God of the universe is singing over her. What does that look like to have him singing? How loud is it? Right? Is it loud enough for everyone to hear? Um, Just invite her into what she sees, what she hears. Um, using all the senses that God has given her to really experience God rejoicing over her and to picture that Um, and and really um, build that out a little bit more. I would invite her into what she's feeling about the fact that God delights in her. And I would encourage her to take that practice home with her and and use that in her time alone with God so she could really begin to understand her worth and who God has created her to be and that God the God of the universe understands her and values her and um, loves her so that would be just a couple of ways that I might work with clients in a room on how do we invite God in very experiential ways because I became a Christian at a very young age and I know a lot about God. I've known a lot about God uh, for a long, big chunk of my life, but experiencing God and his word in those deeper ways, um, I just think opens us up to to understand him and understand his word um so yeah those would be some of the ways i might do that wow that's both really powerful and really practical um so i really appreciate you sharing that with us um in closing if there is one more piece of encouragement or advice that we haven't talked about that you would want to share to the moms listening about practicing the presence of God during the um, few more short days we have of the summer. Um, what would that be? I've been talking a lot. So Amanda, why don't you go? <laughs> I um I would say something that I am typically very guilty of is like counting down the minutes 
until something hard is over. And if this has been a hard summer for the moms out there, my last piece of advice would say, let's not count it down and wish it away. Let's soak up every day and set, I love to set a purpose for the day. Like, okay, if I can get up and spend time with the Lord and treat my children kindly today, that's my, that's my job. That's my whole job. And if I've done those two things, I get an A plus for the day. And for each person, each day might look different, but instead of just wishing those days away, cause we know they're going to be hard or stressful as we're back to school shopping and preparing and planning and all the things like just making an overarching purpose for the day. Like if I can check these two, three things off the list and they're big picture items, like spend time with the Lord, trust in him, you know, be kind to whoever, like show the love of Jesus to whomever, then it's a win. That would be my advice for these last few days of summer. So good. So the one thing I would say is be curious and this isn't so much, um, I don't know, I guess this is encouragement, but be really curious about (laughs) the distractions um that are in your life and i think often distractions we use them to in some ways bring peace um or what i would call a false sense of peace so not be harsh with yourself about like what those things are that may be distracting you from being still when you're a mom of young kids like being still literally may mean you're breastfeeding your baby and you're practicing the breathing exercise I talked about, right? Um, We all go through different seasons where we have to get creative with practicing the presence of God. Mm. Um, And so, and that's good and that's okay. And so, but be curious about the distractions that Mm. may be keeping you um you know are you staying up too late and so maybe you could get up 10 minutes earlier right um maybe you could take one minute to just breathe and give your day to the lord um that's huge if you can do that um i love um a meditation app that i recommend a lot it's called live live and rest and it's a christian app and it's just so wonderful and it really helps you if you've got 10 minutes to give you a moment in your day at any point in your day to return to the lord so i would say be very curious be very compassionate with yourself um one of the later verses in isaiah where god says yeah you would have none of it He then later comes back and talked about how he longed to show compassion. Mm -hmm. And so I think God longs to show his compassion. And so be compassionate with yourself as you ask those questions and just see if there's one, one minute a day that you could, could uh, devote to stillness. I'm going to take Stacy's advice. That's what I'm going to (laughs) do. I think we, even as busy moms, I think we can all say we have one moment, right? (laughs) One moment to return our minds. So I think that's a good way to end it and a good challenge for all of us as we think about 
these last days of the summer is taking those moments and, and turning our minds back to the Lord. Um, well, and I just and- go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was just going to say there's just so much research around the health benefits mm-hmm. of resting. Right. And so, uh, so much science around what we're talking about. And God knew that, which is why He told us to do it. It's good for us. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, um, I love how science and uh, and God's word and theology fit hand in glove. So anyway, oh, I apologize. Always. always. Yeah, exactly. No, I, no, thank you. Um, no, I just wanted to say thank you both so much. Um, truly for your time, um, and your vulnerability and your wisdom. Um, and just on behalf of all of the moms listening, we're truly grateful for both of you. So, Thank you so much, and um, we hope to talk to you both again soon. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you. If you're hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and if so, please feel free to share it with others who might be interested. You can also give us feedback in the comment section, and we would love to hear from you. If you have any questions about anything you heard today or would like to suggest topics for us to cover in the future, message us on Instagram and Facebook at MomQ512. We'll see you back here in just a couple of weeks.